What you're about to listen to is a Pod Bros exclusive. Age of the Geek, baby. We run the world. I see you shiver with anticipation. Man, what's gotten into you? I'm doing great, and how's everybody doing? It is another episode of Dave's Nerd Compendium. We are closing in on that 200th episode mark. And you know what? I was talking to a couple people over the weekend, over the extended holiday break, if you want to say. And they were asking me about Constantine, asking if I've ever seen the movie Constantine. I was like, with Keanu Reeves? They are like, yeah. I was like, yeah, I think I own it. I've seen it. It's okay. Not like the source material. They're like, well, wasn't there a TV show? I was like, yeah, short-lived one, which I really wish it, uh, CW would have picked up. They're like, how was it? I was like, it was okay. It was a lot better than the movie and a little bit closer to the source material. So this week I thought, you know what? I'm going to do uh, an episode that is a Constantine episode, but not just Constantine. Hellblazer as well. You're probably like, what's the difference? Is it one or the other? Yes and no. Hellblazer, also known as John Constantine Hellblazer, is an American contemporary horror comic book series originally published by DC's uh, subsidiary Vertigo imprint from March of 93 when the imprint was introduced. Its central character is a streetwise magician, John Constantine, who is created by Alan Moore and Stephen R. Bessett who made his first appearance in The Saga of Swamp Thing, number 38, in June of 85. During that creative team's run on the title of Swamp Thing, Hellblazer had been published continuously since January of 1988. It was Vertigo's longest-running title, the only remaining publication from the imprint's launch. In 2013, the series concluded with issue 300 and then was replaced by a DC Universe title, Constantine. It was then relaunched in 2016 with the title Hellblazer as part of the DC Universe rebirth, uh, restoring the character to its original cast, tone, and setting. While known for its political and social commentary, the series has spawned a film adaptation, a television show, novels, and multiple spin-off 
and crossovers. Like I mentioned, it was the longest running and most successful title from the Vertigo imprint of DC Comics and was the stepping stone for many British writers. Notable writers who have contributed to the series include Jamie Delano, Garth Ennis, Paul Jenkins, Warren Ellis, Grant Morrison, Neil Gaiman, Brian uh, Azzarello, and um, mispronounce that, I'm sorry, Mike Carey, Andy Diggle, and Peter Milligan. Hellblazer was one of the first modern occult detective fiction works and heavily influenced the genre that came from it. After favorable readers reaction to John Constantine's appearance in the comic book series Swamp Thing, where, like I mentioned, he was introduced during the Alan Moore era. And after such a successful appearance, they gave himself his own series in 88. The series was intended to bear the title Hellraiser, but the title was revised due to Clive Barker's unrelated film and later on film series with the same name. Initially, or initial writer Jimmy Delano was, in his own words, fairly uh, ambivalent about the change of the name. The initial creative team was Jamie with artist John. Ridgeway, with Dave uh, McKean supplying distinctive printed and collage covers, Delano introduced the political aspect of the character, about which he stated, Generally, I was interested in commenting on 1980s Britain. That was where I was living, that was the stuff, and I wanted to tell everybody. The book originally published as a regular DC comic title became a Vertigo title with its imprint's launch in March of 93, issue 63 in the series, if you will. On October, or in October, I should say, of 2011, it was announced that it would join DC's titles in being published digitally on the same day as the physical release, starting in January of 2012. Now, I've already mentioned the numerous writers who have been working on this title. How about the large number of artists such as John Ridgway, Simon Biz Bisley, Mark uh, Buckingham, Richard Corburn, Steve Dillon, Marcelo uh, Furzen, Jock, David Lloyd, Leonardo Manco, Sean Phillips, and 
then you have cover artists like Dave McKean, Tim Bradstreet, Glenn uh, Fabre, Kent Williams, David Lloyd, and Sean Phillips again. Now, from 88 to 91, also known as the Jamie Delano era, having previously worked on DR uh, Quinch for 2000 AD, a title made popular by John Constantine's creator Alan Moore, Delano was selected to start the character's first run in its own comic book with editor Karen Berger. Delano's run was characterized by his political satire, taking the late 80s and 90s tropes such as with city financier being literal demons and Constantine meeting with Freemasons from the House of Parliament. He also had environmentalist issues crop up, especially in The Fear Machine, which ran from issues 15 to 22, where John fell into or fell in with a traveling commune of environmental activists. Indeed, editor Karen Bergers noted on Delano's departure the irony that his final issue was handed in the week Margaret Thatcher was forced out of office. It was also stated that uh, Delano used the inspiration of Billy Idol to help flesh out the look and feel of John Constantine himself. Now, from 91 to 99 was the Garth Ennis and Paul Jenkins era. Irish writer Garth Ennis took over the title in 91 uh, after the 2000 AD and while he was working on Judge Dredd. He proceeded to write the longest run for any writer on the title. His take on the title was more personal than Delano's, with John's relationship becoming to the forefront of the entire comic. It also had strong religious themes, with John's dealing with the first of the fallen and some other storylines, such as a relationship between the angel Tully and the succubus demon Ellie would go on to be used again as a major plot device in Preacher, one of the most popular works done by Ennis. It's also referenced the music of the Pogue and the poetry of Brendan uh, Bahan, both of those two being relevant to Ennis's Irish heritage. Now, again, Ennis's run ran from issue 41 to 83, took a break, then came back for issues 29 or 129 through 133. That break 
was when Paul Jenkins took over. And that was in 1995 when Ennis took a break and Alan Moore was also working on From Hell. Now, Jenkins had been a former editor of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and other Mirage Studio lines. His pitch to several comic houses having tried editing eventually managed to gain stewardship with Hellblazer, the first largely untested writer to achieve this. Jenkins' run is more traditionally English in its themes, with Abalon, Arthurian legend, and Old English battles all featuring and even an appearance by Samuel Taylor Coleridge and a spectacular explanation of the writer's couple uh, of con and what the interruptions of the man from Porlock may have been. He also returned to Delano's coverage of Antichrist lifestyles and the effects of the Criminal Justice Act of 1994, a controversial law that restricts the ability of the public to throw raves and large demonstrations. Now, from 99 to 2002, you had Warren Ellis, who wrote issues 134 through 143, uh, Brian Azzarello, issues 146 through 174, and from 2002 to 2006, Mike Carey, who wrote issues 175 through 215 and 292, or 229, I should say. From 2006 to 2013, you had uh, Dennis Minna, or I should say Denise Minna, from uh, issues 216 to 228. Andy Diggle from 230 to 249. And finally, Peter Mulligan, or Milligan, completed the run from 250 to 300. Now, you're probably saying, hey, I think I've heard of that Pete Milligan before. Well, it's a veteran Vertigo writer having written both Shade the Changing Man and Animal Man. Now, in 2011, it was announced that a younger John Constantine would be featured in Justice League Dark, one of the new titles to be launched in September of 2011 in the DC Universe reboot, also known as New 52. He was part of the team, in, or he was part of a team, including Shade the Changing Man, Dead Man, Madame Xanadu, known as Justice League Dark. 
As part of the DC Universe reboot in September 2011, Milligan started the title, which featured an alternate version of John Constantine as a prominent part of the team. Milligan wrote eight issues of Justice League Dark, with Jeff Lemire taking over on issue nine. On November 8, 2012, DC announced Hellblazer would be canceled following its 300th episode, it would be replaced by Constantine, written by Robert Vendetti and drawn by uh, Retino uh, Guedes. Starting or starring the younger New 52 John Constantine, rather than the version from Hellblazer depicted as being in his late 50s, the Constantine series ended its run in its 23rd issue in May of 2015. Nonetheless, the character would again star in a solo series entitled Constantine the Hellblazer, written by Ming Doyle and artist uh, Riley Rosmo, and released in June of 2015. Writer Ming Doyle expressed excitement for her chance to write Constantine, stating that the reason of putting the team or the term Hellblazer back into the character's tell was to take Constantine back to what he was at the start. On July 20th, 2016, a new comic book entitled The Hellblazer Rebirth was released that was part of the Rebirth relaunch, a major relaunch in an effort to return famous DC stories or from before the New 52 back to the reboot. The pilot concerns, or the plot, I should say, concerns John Constantine finally returning to London after being cursed by a demon that forced him to leave the city. Former Hellblazer characters such as Cass Chandler and Mercury made an appearance in the series. The comic was written by Simon Oliver, who previously wrote the spin-off series. Hellblazer presents Cass the Knowledge. Now that is talking about Hellblazer. And if you ask anybody, Hellblazer and Constantine are two totally different people. Although they are practically the same person, they are two totally different people. Now, before I go into the John Constantine, I will mention again, there was a 2005 movie called Constantine that starred Keanu Reeves and uh, it was loosely based on the Dangerous Habits story arc that ran Hellblazer issues 41 through 46. Now, the television series that was very short-lived on NBC starred Matt Ryan, who was in uh, Criminal Mind Suspect Behavior, another short-lived but great show. Um... And that took it 
from a totally different aspect. The show ran 13 episodes for the first season and was canceled, but he Constantine did show up in uh, the fourth season of Arrow. But there's also been uh, some video game tie-ins with Constantine's songs uh, by Ookla the Mook uh, that was written from Constantine's point of view. And John Shirley, a uh, fantasy writer, is credited in making three Hellblazer novels including the novelization of the Constantine film. The novels are Hellblazer Warlord, featuring Constantine uh, talking about another John Constantine in an alternate universe who had black hair and lived most of his life in Los Angeles, whilst giving a brief summary of the film plot that would star Keanu Reeves. Now, when you talk about John Constantine as himself, you gotta look at it like this. The title or titular Hellblazer Constantine was working class occult detective and con man stationed in London. He is known for his endless cynicism and deadpan snark, ruthlessness, cunning and constant chain-smoking, but is also a passionate humanitarian, driven by a heartfelt desire to do some good in his life. Originally a supporting character who played a pivotal role in the American Gothic uh, Swamp Thing storyline, Constantine then uh, got his own comic, and... In this article, it says Constantine uh, was based visually off of the musician Sting, where his attitude was primarily based off of Billy Idol, which kind of ties into what I mentioned earlier. And in this article, uh, they mention the Justice League Dark series and is sub to repress or Matt Ryan who did Constantine in the TV show and also on Arrow is set to reprise again in an upcoming animated continuation of his series on CWC and in an upcoming two episodes in Legends of Tomorrow's third season. So that will be pretty interesting. Hel the Hellblazer series is the longest running and most successful title from the Vertigo imprint. Empire ranks Constantine's or Constantine third on their 50 greatest comic book characters of all time, while IGN ranks him number uh, 29 out of their top 100 comic book heroes. And the character ranked number 10 in Wizards' top 200 comic book characters of all time.
Now, the real-time aging of the character, which is something different than what has been mentioned before, Constantine is usually among comic book characters, or is unusual among the comic book characters, because he has aged in real time since its creation. During the first year of his solo series, Constantine celebrated his 35th birthday. In the relevant issues, Constantine is reading a paper when he notices the date on the cover is his birthday, making his date of birth May 10th, 1953. Five years later, May 10th, 1993, he turns 40. In Hellblazer, it's mentioned multiple times that the aging process of Constantine himself might be different due to the demon blood that he obtained from Nargol. In a 2011 interview, DC co-publisher Dan DiDio said that Constantine in the Vertigo universe is in his 60s, and what you have seen in the DC universe is a character who is remarkably younger. Now this is where you get the people saying there's Hellblazer and there's Constantine. Hellblazer's the older, more um, gruff and whatnot character. Then you have Constantine, which is the younger, more uh, fluent character. Now, you're probably wondering, well, what's his powers? What's his abilities? Well, unlike most comic book magicians, Constantine rarely uses magical spells, unless he has to, especially in battle. Constantine faces most of his challenges relying primarily on his cunning, quick thinking during fighting, vast knowledge of the occult, manipulation of opponents, and allies, and an extensive list of contacts. These skills he has found more useful than his magical ones. He's also known to have devices or deceived many of the most powerful beings in the DC Universe, such as the Fist of the Fallen and the Presence, as well as manipulating Batman and Superman. He is considered by many as being the most, or the world's greatest con man. Constantine is also one of the few people knowing all the routes to heaven, hell, and the afterlife, which he uses to escape and teleport without the danger of being chased by enemies. In the graphic novel Pandemonium, he once allowed himself to be killed, but later resurrects himself by exiting the afterlife. As a sorcerer, Constantine is armed with the knowledge of many magical spells, rituals, and curses, such as uh, evocation, necromancy, illusion, of invisibility, and can even use magic to time travel. He also has a wide range of protection spells such as sigils and magic circles that can protect him from both physical 
and supernatural attacks. But John's most sig- or signature ability is synchronicity uh, wave traveling, which is an instinctual supernatural ability for Constantine to make his own luck. He has led, or this has led John to uncanny luck at games of chance, the ability to avoid and escape harm, meet the right kind of ally to help prevent or stop an apocalyptic event from happening, and reshaping the battle he's fighting to his own accord. John is also highly resistant to many psychic attacks such as telepathy, possession, and mind control. He can even use magic to block off omnipresence, uh, seen where he once used sigils to hide himself from the Fist of the Fallen. By the new 52, other magical powers such as mild teleportation, counter spells, elemental magic, telekinesis, uh, and immobilization have been added to his repertoire. He can also use magic to reflect damage done to him onto his enemies. Aside from sorcery, Constantine has also exhibited considerable mastery of stage magic skills. Hypnosis, light of hands, pickpocketing, uh, escapology. Yes, in the article they use escapology. John also carries with him an arsenal of powerful magical artifacts to aid him in battle, such as the House of Mystery, which also serves as his teleport or as his transport to different realms of the universe, and his trademark trench coat, also possessing powerful demonic powers. Ever since tricking the Lord of Hell into Curing his lung cancer, he was uh, perpetually in good health and uh, physique. Constantine's blood is demonically tainted, initially by blood transfusion from the demon Nargle, and later by sex with the succubus. His blood has been shown to have healing properties and is noted to have age-managing effects. It also acts as a um, defense mechanism when attacked by the King of the Vampires, as it is highly corrosive and poisonous. Constantine's guild at unarmed combat varies depending on the writers. Some portray him as a poor physical fighter, others as a capable hand-to-hand combatant. Over the years, he has won a Occasional fights using magical weapons by fighting dirty or by quick thinking. Constantine sold his soul to two lords of hell, Beelzebub and uh, Azazel, both of whom accepted the deal. This was a trick to make sure that neither they uh, nor Satan himself would also or who also had a claim, could take possession of his soul without destroying hell uh, 
and its denizens. Thus, until Satan quit and Azazel was sealed away by the dream of Endless, he was protected by the three guardian angels. To date, we do not know what exactly he got out of the deal with Beelzebub and Azazel in the first place. Not immortality, since all three were expecting him to die first from his cancer, which they were forced to cure, and when he slit his wrists. Other than that, the gifts they promised him in exchange for his soul are all mystery. Now, there was also a fan-made film called Hellblazer, John Constantine, with actors Robbie Allen and Paul Hurd, starring in the title role of Constantine that was supposed to be direct or was directed by Harry Locke the Fourth. Like I said, uh, Constantine was also mentioned or seen, I should say, in a THQ release video game uh, film tie-in entitled Constantine, which uh, the character made an appearance in Golden Dawn, a Call of Cthulhu RPG book. Um, He was also in the MMORPG DC Universe Online and Batman Arkham Knight. There's an office front for Constantine on Founders Island. And in Justice 2, John Constantine is referenced in Dr. Fate's arcade ending as the guard of fate or helmet of fate. His daughter Rose is also introduced in the or in this ending for the first time. And she resurrects. Uh, Fate's deceased wife, Inza. So that's it. That's your uh, history on John Constantine and Constantine the Hellblazer or Hellblazer John Constantine, whichever way you want to see it fit. Now, again, Hellblazer is the older version of the character. He was put out by a different company, technically, the imprint of DC entitled Vertigo and John Constantine himself is the younger version from New 52 to current. I will say if you are not reading the New 50 or the DC Rebirth version of John Constantine, you are missing out. It is probably one of the better DC Rebirth titles that it continues to stay good. It doesn't have its high and lows. And it's refreshing to see the tie-in from the classic Hellblazer and the New 52 Constantine them meshing and melding just perfect together to make an awesome series. Alright, time for some housekeeping. As always, you can find me on Podbros Network, 
iTunes, Stitcher, and TuneIn. But you can also find me on Twitter at DaveTheNerd underscore TNC. On Facebook, facebook.com slash Dave's Nerd Compendium. All one word, no apostrophes. You can also go to DaveNC.com and find everything there. Find everything on podbros.com in the Dave the Nerd section. I have a YouTube channel. Just search Dave the Nerd. And I'll do like unboxings and I might do like a movie review or something on there just to give a little bit of content. And don't forget while you're on iTunes at Stitcher to rate the show five stars, thumbs up, whatever they take. And if you write a review, I can read it and then focus the show to be more about what you want to hear. So with all that being said, thank you ever so kindly And as always, and if you need a man, find a nerd. (gasps) Overload. Pleasure overload. What do you want to do tonight? Same thing we do every night, Pinky. Try to take over the world.